0: all right welcome back to wrestling retold and relive with richie mars i of course am your gracious humble host richie mars and i am here with a special guest three time a three peter on the show he is the classic man himself he's known wrestling his whole entire life in and out of all his life seth it's great to have you back here
1: Great to be here, Richie. Thanks for having me for a third time.
0: Absolutely. I, I couldn't tackle this topic without you, because we're talking about your main man, your your guy, Triple H. Uh, Triple H. Yes, his reign of creative, and also his reign of creative NXT, and how he brought some NXT aspects, and how his creative run has gone so far. Because even though we know Vince McMahon still has his fingerprints on creative, even though he says he's not going to be in the weeds anymore, I think, we know that he's going to have some, at least some say in creative, but majority of this year has been primarily Triple H and his vision. Now, before we jump the gun here, how would you grade his year of the main roster creative so far?
1: I think he's done a great job. You know, I, I, to me, um, Raw, Raw is, is you know, and SmackDown have both been fantastic. I almost, you know, I feel as if I'm watching and at times, you know, nxt black and gold again especially on monday nights because most of that roster is the, the old nxt black and gold um and it's just you know it doesn't are there some things that, that 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 i don't like yes um you know but at the same time overall i i think the product is fantastic right now
0: what are what are those things that you might not like? what drives
1: me nuts is when they they, they do the entrances. And then they do a commercial break and then they come back and they go to a backstage promo. And then you come back and the people are still standing in the ring, you know, like, for, you know, hey, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, I, I do do remember there was a time and this was during the tail end of Vince's uh, quote unquote retirement was it would be the 1030 hour of Raw and the main event would come out. There'll be a commercial, backstage segment, backstage segment, cut to in the ring, goes over the card for the next week, right? and then back in commercial. And And by the time the the main event
1: starts, it's 10 to to 11.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's about 10.15, you know, or uh, 10.50, excuse me.
1: And you got to wonder, like, dude, for the people that are standing in the ring with their thumb up their butt, basically, what's going on? (laughs)
0: Uh, and I do like, uh, at least with the Triple H, how the shows have been formatted. I yes. feel like they've been paced very well. I like think so. you have the strong opening segment, whether it's like the Bloodline, Judgment Day, Seth Rollins, Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes, and that would set up that kind of storyline for the show. And then it would progressively build throughout the night. And another thing I like for the shows, you're having guys who normally wouldn't re- interact with each other, interact like you had for the longest time if you weren't in the story with the bloodline you were just in that story but now throughout the night you're seeing things like i think a couple weeks ago uh solo sokoa just like spiked uh rich holland and that Mm -hmm. led to seamus coming out yes challenging solo and that had that little story arc you know what i mean and that's what I think wrestling was missing for the longest time. It was just the same guys interacting mm-hmm. every single week, and it was getting repetitive. I remember there was a time where on Raw, it was John Cena, Randy Orton, Triple H, some and it, combination of those three.
1: And it was the same match every other week, you know, rematch from last week, or, you know, you'd have the singles match, and then there'd be interference, which would lead to a tag team match the following week. Um, and it was like the same recipe uh, for the longest time. But you know I, I, I do like you know with, with, with raw especially too it seems almost like the Judgment Day is the focal point to that show kind of you know, very very much like the way the bloodline has been the focal point on SmackDown.
0: And that's another thing that is crazy because years ago we wouldn't be talking about factions or right. all these giant factions that are happening because WWE isn't wasn't really a place where factions ran, rampant unless you were a DX or Nation of Domination back in the 90s. So we haven't really seen groups or factions being challenged or unopposed. We we had Evolution for a little bit, we had Legacy, but they weren't nearly as dominating as Evolution or some of those other factions. Do you think having these different groups helps the show variety, or do you think the Judgment Day and Bloodline stories are more of the same, just a different coat of paint?
1: I I think you could say a little of both, you know, I think, I think first of all, I think this is probably the most factions we've seen probably since, you know, 97 when you had the Heart Foundation, DX,
0: right. you
1: know, Disciples of Apocalypse, uh, Nation of Domination, you know, um, it, it, it was, it was great for, for factions. And then they pretty much did away with factions, you know, aside from the evolution, you know and a handful of groups here and there but uh you know what's you know you go back to what factions have always been good for right it's to el- to elevate new talent you know with with your existing players and you know whether it's roman who is like, like look let's be realistic you know roman has made everybody around him great with the bloodline
0: 100% you know? yeah
1: um, I I can't remember a time where the Usos were ever main eventers. You know, I mean, there was a time when they went, were, were tag team champions and wouldn't even be on the card for WrestleMania,
0: which is a right? huge. Like, spin, you know, like spin the face, you know.
1: All right, and now now that the main they're main eventing WrestleMania, you know, look at look at Raw, look at the Judgment Day, you know, which was a, a group that was started by Edge that let's be honest when it first started everyone was like you know it it got a lot of uh, a lot of negative heat by people online
0: you know it was more of the same but different you know what i mean where it's just like it seemed like an off-brand brood and And, now
1: and and if you remember too people were were complaining oh my god this is you know this isn't even edge you know he cut his hair and this is not the edge that with you and then then they kicked out edge and you know edge came back and you know but look look Finn. Finn is the character that you know if you if people followed nxt this is this is the Finn that we got you know as a heel in nxt this is you know when Rhea first came up to the main roster she was you know they had her tag team and with various uh ladies you know she mm-hmm. never really you know yeah she was she she was you know the women's champion at one point but i mean dude it was it was you know, it was it was for a quick you know flash in the pan before she, you know charlotte would win it back you know mm-hmm. Now Rhea is the dominant woman on Raw, you know, where to the point where I'm kind of kind of looking forward to seeing her maybe wrestle some guys at some point, you know.
0: Right. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Cuz she could. She did um,
0: beat Tozawa. She did. Yeah. yeah. You
1: know, you got you got Damian Priest, you know, who you know was 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 a big star, you know, when he was in NXT, he was the North American Champion, he came up. They they put him you know they put him in as, as a face you know he wrestled against the miz and and john morrison at wrestlemania with bad bunny and had a u.s title run but then you know following year he wasn't even on wrestlemania mm-hmm. you know this is the biggest he's ever been and do we really need to can, can we ignore dominic right now i mean Dom, dominic's getting the most the, the most negative heat i you know i mean i can't wait to be at SummerSlam just because i want i want to be part of that when, when he's uh getting booed out of the building
0: yeah, and such, There, we live in a timeline where they had a group. Edge was the one kicked out and they brought in Dominic Mysterio and it yeah. turned out to be the best decision right. for that group, you know? And it's one of those things where I don't think if Vince was in charge, they would pull that trigger, you know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like in this regime of Triple H's based creative, I think there's been a lot more risk-taking because if you remember the week after i think they were doing that united states uh triple threat tournament with a couple matches and i could see the differences already like the matches were longer and it was guys that weren't getting prominent television time or spotlight right like yeah, chad gable he kind of like came out to crickets but if you look at that now with the whole maxine dupree and otis and the alpha academy (laughs) thing it's just goes to show from like from a year's time, so many people are mm-hmm. better off for you know, oh like yeah. this chance of creative of giving them that chance of TV time without just kind of pigeonholing them into yes. a certain uh, storyline. Because even last week when you had the Viking Rules match, which was an awesome match, awesome. People, people wouldn't have given that a second look if it was the same booking <laughs> a year ago
1: there's a chance a year ago or a year and a half or two years ago, that match might've ended in some kind of Viking dance contest or something. You know, I mean, think back to when the Viking Raiders and the street profits were uh, hanging out off camera, you know, know, trying, trying to get to know each other, you know? Um, Yes. There's a good chance that 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 Viking rules match might've ended in a Viking dance or something a year ago. So uh, I loved it last week, but who knows what that would have been like a year ago? Um, really? And you know, we—I think we even spoke about this when I was on your show for the first time
0: mm-hmm.
1: before WrestleMania. I think you know—I don't know if we spoke about it on air or if it was before we went on air, but I think you know when when Dom first you know turned on Ray at Clash of the Castle. You know, my—I know myself. My first reaction was, "Oh, great! You know, another family rivalry, and we're gonna, dude." The, the way they they built that up. That was, I, I was looking forward to that match probably more than any other match at WrestleMania.
0: And I, I love, yeah,
1: I love, I, I love this Dominic Mysterio character, dude. The, they got him down in NXT, you know. I mean, when he went up to Wesley, he's like, Are you the open challenge guy? And Wesley was like, I haven't done that, bro, in weeks, months. And Tom's like, I accept, like, that was great.
0: And another thing is uh, with the Dominic Mysterio thing that Triple H has done a lot more of is incorporating uh, the dot-com or the YouTube channel. Because remember, they had all those holiday Rey Mysterio skits of him going to Thanksgiving, he went to Christmas, he got arrested, and that's where the the dirty Dominic Mysterio He went to jail for three hours, yeah. And even though uh, this didn't happen, it started out successfully at first, the uh, Bray Wyatt White Rabbit. Sort of things when you had the uh, uh, the codes in the backgrounds of segments, so people can look up. Mm-hmm. And his return got a massive ovation, you know. And I think uh, just with Triple H bringing about all these guys that Vince released before he stepped down, is added a new depth to the roster. And not only that, even though a lot of them aren't necessarily pushed, a lot of them are in at least semi prop. Prominent programs because you have uh,
1: and they're a, on t- and they're on TV. You
0: know, I do wish we could get Tegan Knox some more shine. She deserves some more shine. After yes, everything wasn't she, she hurt? Deserves. She was. uh I don't think she's been hurt since she's been back. Okay, I know she's on Raw. Is she on Raw? Yeah, I know. I know
1: different. we saw her in the tag team tournament, but I'm saying yeah. for a while I thought she was hurt. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, like listen, the movie she's hurt. she. You know. it phenomenal. I mean, I think the, the way they're using the roster, you know, is, they, like you said, they're using men and women that, that normally wouldn't have even been used, except for in backstage segments. And even if they're in a tag team tournament in a random tag team, they're being used, you know? Uh,
0: I mean, look and, at LA Knight. He was yeah. he was Max Dupree. Right. Like he He's, said, we're going to put that to the side. We're going to let you be you. Yeah. And compared to when he got back to now, LA yeah. Knight is one of the most popular superstars and he hasn't been in a storyline since the bray wyatt thing think about that since january he hasn't been in a storyline but he still increased his popularity just by his mic work promos meme ability whatever you want to call it and i think that's a major difference between this era and a year ago is that guys are getting a chance to succeed on their own my yes. only concern for LA Knight, even though it's not a bad position to be in, is being that Hurricane Zack Ryder type of guy, where you're popular, but you're you're selling merch, but you're just not going to be a fixation on I TV. Do, I think I
1: I think it'll be a little bit more than that. And again, I don't work for I WWE. Agree, I agree. Yeah, and I don't work for WWE, and I'm not going to pretend that I know what goes on behind the scenes.
0: I mean, none of us do, you
1: know. Right, but you know, there are people that will say, "Oh, I, I know what's going on." behind I'm going to say now, I, 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 this is just my impression. Right. And I think, um, I think, um, I almost called him Eli. Uh, LA Knight is, uh, I think he's a triple H guy. I mean, dude triple H brought him into NXT. He was a black and gold guy. And I think if anyone triple H has loyalty to are the, are the black and gold guys And, and all those black and gold guys and girls that he's brought up, they're doing well. And they're, they're in prominent spots on the card. You know, we, we, and I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, L.A. Knight, he didn't win uh, this. He didn't win King of the Ring. He's not, he's not done. He's not done.
0: No, You know, he still has he's still got a lot, lot more. He's got a lot more in him. And yeah. I think there it was like a couple weeks ago, like I saw him do a triple jump moonsault, like a springboard. And I was just like, I've never seen him do that. But when again, his stuff looks very unconventional. It's not. I don't want to say sloppy is the right term. It's just a lot of it looks kind of rough, mm-hmm. but I'm like that's kind of his style. And that's a lot a of people say he's like The Rock or Stone Cold Ripoff. I'm just like, you know what? If I was trying he's, to be successful, I'd probably rip off The Grid. Yeah, the I mean, look, too, you know,
1: you look at you look at his. You know, he's he. You know, he's he, you look at his age category, and you look at when he first started getting into wrestling twenty years ago. Look who was look who was around. It was Stone Cold and The Rock.
0: And I mean, if you think about it. Just majority of the main eventers we have in WWE are the same age as LA Knight, if not yeah. around that age. Yeah. I think I mean, Cody and Roman are thirty-seven. Seven. Yeah, Miz is in his forties. Uh, let's see who else? Who else? Rey Mysterio. Rey, Rey Mysterio is in his fifties.
1: Rey Mysterio is just you know he's he's like the guy who can't. He's never going to stop. I mean, he's looks phenomenal yeah you know,
0: stem, stem cells are amazing stem, able, right
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you know if, if we all had access to this we'd, we'd all be jumping around like ray mysterio um edge edges is,
0: edge, edge is still coming around
1: you know i mean i think he's
0: actually
1: he, oh bobby lashley just turned 47 i think they said right saw yeah. online yeah, bobby lashley true. looks you find me a 20 year old that looks better than bobby lashley i'll wait
0: and it's amazing how the talent pool, even though a year ago was the same, now has dramatically shifted just because right. of the different additions that we've had. And it's how about this one that.
1: too? Go back to Bobby Lashley for a second because I think we were texting the other night,
0: mm-hmm. right? And I'm
1: like, not for nothing, has anyone seen Bobby Lashley? You know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Bobby Lashley appears, appears on TV. On the, on the, on the, there right? he is. And here's a guy who clear, clearly, maybe he was, you know, again, maybe he was nursing an injury, who knows? Mm-hmm. But- shows up right a little bit of a clean the slate a little bit because things obviously got wonky with the, with WrestleMania plans right now he shows up and it looks like he's putting a faction together. Here's a guy who hasn't been in the ring in, in months, you know, except for that tournament. And, uh, you know, again, he comes on, he's, he's a a big time player and whether they're gearing him up for a run against Roman or he's putting his faction together, which I kind of like your, your name for the group too. Um,
0: you know, the Almighty Prophets.
1: Almighty Prophets, yeah.
0: In a, and another thing about this era, nobody feels overexposed. If Real. they don't have creative plans for you, they're not just going to put you in a two-minute, three-minute, yeah. five-minute match, you know? They pretty much take a step back saying, all right, let's put this guy in ice a little bit so when he comes back, a lot of people are being like, oh, yeah, he's back, and now something's different yeah. because you of know, these new creative plans.
1: And I think, I, you know... I, You know i think back to like when i was a kid growing up you know i started watching wrestling in in the 80s you know and uh you know tv was was different back then you know with saturday morning superstars or sunday morning wrestling challenge where they would tv tape those a month out you know but you know you didn't see the same guys on that every week you know you'd see a guy you'd see you'd see him you'd see the guys and you know go against enhancement talent but you wouldn't see the same people every week per se you know, so you know you didn't get bored. You know, seeing the same people against the same people every week. You know, you maybe see the same enhancement talent every week, but no one, you know, no one was probably tuning in for them anyway. But uh, you know, now it's you know, these these guys and girls there. I like the way they're being used. You know, almost very, I, NX, almost very NXT-ish, where you don't see the same people every week on NXT either.
0: And especially with when it comes to the. Premium live events too, or the pay-per-views, where I feel like this year there has been a quality show per month every time of the pay-per-view, and yes. they don't overshoot it with matches. They don't like WrestleMania split down down. I think like a couple, I think yeah. seven matches or show. I would say seven or eight, yeah. But that, they've stuck to that number, and the matches aren't multi-mans. It's not battle royals. It's not all these things just trying to get everybody on the show it's if it makes sense let's put them on the show Mm -hmm. and that's what i like a lot about this era where it feels like we're given a chance to breathe and not saying oh who's this guy who's this guy i think uh there's going to be a couple of that i remember there's a battle royal and like von wagner was in it and i was just like why is von wagner here so it's
1: funny you should say that because i think that you know that goes back to what we were talking about before with the draft Mm -hmm. you know there, there were people that were drafted and you wonder why were they drafted? Because we haven't seen them. You know, Von Wagner,
0: um, Odyssey Jones, Odyssey
1: Jones. I think uh, Zion. What Zion was? Zion uh,
0: Quinn is yeah, a Quinn, free think, agent. Yeah.
1: Was, but he was he was drafted as a free agent. I mean, yeah. haven't seen them since that Battle Royal. Yeah. You know, it's,
0: ju- it's just one of those things where it's like if we don't have creative plans for you, you'll be a free agent. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think Dolph Ziggler was a free agent. O- Omas is a free agent. You know? Yeah, but they negotiated. So. Yes. We'll see what that... We haven't seen Omos since the Seth Rollins match, so who knows yeah. uh, what they have planned for him. Maybe, but another maybe, thing... Maybe
1: he'll end up with uh, with the Almighty Prophets.
0: Yeah, maybe. But another thing I, I like about going tying it back to Bobby Lashley, because Bobby Lashley was the United States champion when Triple H took over, was the resurgence of the United States and the Intercontinental Championships, respectively. Oh, yeah. Easily the best thing in my opinion triple h has done since he took over the creative reigns how do the mid card i I hate using mid card because they're prestigious championships how different do they feel from five years ago ten years ago
1: there was a time five ten years ago i mean you could easily not even find those titles on a a major Mm pay-per-view you know um when i was growing up the Intercontinental title was the second most pot, most pow- I said most powerful, most prestigious title on the show. It was that guy who was the Intercontinental champion was almost next in line, basically, to be the next big time player. Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, right? Um, you know, Rick Rude was Intercontinental champion. Um, I mean, so many people you know, went from that Intercontinental title to being World champion or close to World champion um you know they could headline a show then we went through a, a time period where you forgot we even had an intercontinental title you know and it was basically it was it was it was tossed around almost as easily as the uh 24 7 championship at times you know um i i i don't want to do this but i'm or i don't want to say this but i'm gonna say it you could probably go down a list and and, and ask me you know give me a wrestler's name and say intercontinental champion. Yes or no. And I probably wouldn't be able to guess some from 10 years ago, you know, and that's not good.
0: (laughs) You don't remember Ezekiel Jackson as intercontinental champion. I
1: did not remember Ezekiel as
0: intercontinental Uh, How about Albert?
1: Albert was intercontinental champion. Yeah. I forgot about that one too.
0: Yeah. yeah, You see, it's just like with, with Gunther and how he's been portrayed.
1: Never going to forget about Gunther. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, how he made this championship that almost with all due respect, nobody really took a glance at. If if you think about it, uh, last year's WrestleMania, the Eric championship wasn't even on the show. No. And this year's WrestleMania, they, they arguably had the match of the night.
1: Oh my God. I, I tell you, my, the section I was sitting in for night two, clearly there were two matches that, that everybody was, you know, on the edge of their seat for that one and the main event you know the uh the, the Roman and Cody um the the entrance that Gunther comes down with it's such a prestigious entrance too you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: comes down with his with with his faction imperium which again faction that was born on NXT black and gold and when when Gunther when first united one yes, H took over too just yeah. what I was about to say i mean when when they first if you remember when they first brought up imperium it was just, it was just, you know, Ludwig Kaiser um, and, and Gunther. They forgot, they left Giovanni behind. Mm-hmm. Um, they all got their names changed by by the previous uh, creative uh, crew. Um, and I think that was when Gunther first came up. I think that was, you know, the big, the biggest wrestling headlines it wasn't even that Gunther, and Imperium, you know, had made the jump to the main roster. It was Walter had his name changed to Gunther. That
0: was a big. Controversy, yeah. The time.
1: Now, I mean, come on. I mean, he's Günther, yeah. You know, right now, you know,
0: it's like it's kind of like fitting on like a new pair of jeans. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you gotta little, break them in. Know, you gotta break them in a little bit. And I think a lot of people's fears were because of how Günther looked, which at the time he wasn't he wasn't carrying the six pack that he has now. Nope. you know the body. He was Compa- a little bit hefty. he was <sighs> a little bit like heftier than most, but he put in the work and he became a respected like ring general as yeah they say. i i will say i do miss giovanni vinci's uh, nxt character yes just because it, he showed a lot more personality in nxt than he had when know, he was in, on his own main wrestler. yeah yeah you know uh, where, but, where but this was his ca- camera would face. yeah but
1: this was his character when he was part of when he was in imperium they, the two of them were just silent and they all they re- the only time they really spoke was when uh they were doing the introduction that we only seem to get on the big shows now, you know, yeah. when uh, when Ludwig Kaiser tells everyone to ladies and gentlemen, and he introduces Daring General. So, yeah.
0: I like how they make the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, the U.S. title, unfortunately, hasn't had that. Uh, it, it kind of comes and goes with its uh, prestige, but with the Intercontinental Championship, it makes it feel like a big fight feel, even if it's a yes. television match. I remember... They built up Xavier Woods when he had an Intercontinental Championship match. They Mustafa, built, they built
1: up, up Mustafa Ali.
0: Yeah, they built up Mustafa, which only had a one or two week build. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the impressive amount of opponents that's went through Gunther and his reign of dominance yeah. is incredibly varied. When before, when you have an Intercontinental Championship or a U.S. Championship, it might be one long feud between people. Remember... And I love both these guys when Miz and Dolph Ziggler for half the year seemingly were the only ones yes. challenging for the Intercontinental Championship.
1: They would do that, or they would have the Intercontinental Champion wrestle members of a tag team. You know, one week he would wrestle one member of the tag team, and the next week he'd wrestle the other member of a tag team. You know, and then you start to wonder, why is, why is the tag team even wrestling in singles matches to begin with?
0: And another thing with the Intercontinental Championship there was a time where they would just have one-on-one matches and they would lose all the time. I remember Wade yeah. Barrett doing that a lot. I remember Miz doing that a lot. Yeah. I remember, uh, let's see who else, who else? Uh, Ambrose did that for a while. You it know, was almost like
1: the belt was a prop at one point.
0: It became, if you have the Intercontinental or us titles, then we like you, but we don't really have any right. plans for you. And we'll so, get it off of you once we figure out the plans for you, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was almost like a blessing and a curse. Pro, you get the title. Con, you're gonna be in creative limbo for X amount of months or what have you.
1: I do like I do like Austin Theory. I you know, I do like what they've done with him. You know, I um, I, I, I you know, to me he's he's done a great job as US champion. You know, for for what it is and for what it's worth. The reigns for both intercontinental and U.S. championships are, are longer. You're not seeing guys win it one week and lose it two weeks later.
0: Right. I, I will say, with, uh, and you bring up an interesting point with Austin Theory, because when Triple H took over creative, it seemed like Austin Theory kind of got not lost in a shuffle, but he was. He got a reset. Dev- he got a hard reset you know he mm-hmm. wasn't doing the cell phone thing anymore he was being a little bit more serious he had money in the bank mm-hmm. but he was losing all yeah. the time as most money in the bank contract holders were do, 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 do you think certain superstars have you noticed any of them regress during the triple H era as opposed to the vince mcmahon era because i could think of a couple
1: um you mean guys that were like vince guys that
0: yeah now we don't really see them on tv as much uh, such as who we got omas he was very oh. prominent in the vince era
1: <laughs> haven't seen omas yeah uh,
0: ezekiel or elias uh,
1: what hap- what what happened to elias since the I, draft I, I, I don't
0: know the draft,
1: oh, yeah. since the they they dra- i i actually thought they were, you know i liked the idea that they were going with for a while with with uh, elias yeah, and and rick boogs as a tag team
0: yeah i thought that would be, have legs on it but now it's like oh, yeah. you don't see and that's another thing with the triple h thing it seems like there's a lot of setup but sometimes you'll get like a couple of weeks where, like, yeah, we don't not like gonna it. have follow up, yeah. you know, like the Candice Lerae Nikki Cross storyline, where they were building up like Candice was freaked out by Nikki, mm-hmm. that, that would stop, and then it's like, oh, we'll pick it up again in like another th- three weeks, and then it would stop again, you know, and whether it's time cuts or well, whatever Nikki did go,
1: Nikki did go back to get her master's degree,
0: she did, yes, yes. And congratulations to that. But, but it's uh, like I uh, think. You know, it's just like you have a couple of names that have been kind of lost in the shuffle. We also, we talked about Bobby Lashley. There was a tease of a Hurt Business reunion earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And that really didn't get followed up on.
1: We haven't seen, we really haven't seen Shelton, Sheldon and, uh, and Cedric.
0: You know, so there's been a couple of times where it's like, oh, we got hope for these guys are being used and it's gone. gone. You know, so yeah. nothing is perfect in this regime but it's I like do, they do try to give plans to everybody yeah
1: I, listen you know you, and you're seeing new life for some people like like ali down in nxt
0: absolutely and we, we should talk about nxt because before it was nxt 2.0 yes and now it's white and gold i guess nxt you, you know, know it's, which is a perfect fusion between the black and gold and the yes. 2.0 mindset and formula when you know you saw black and gold turn into 2.0. What was your initial reaction?
1: Oh no. <laughs> I, I love black and gold, you know? Um, and, and I understood, you know, they, they want those guys, you know, that, you know, they, they were for whatever people thought they were outperforming the main roster. And I mean, black and gold was, it was, it was probably the biggest competition for raw or SmackDown at the time. Um, and it's supposed to be developmental. Fine. Um, you know, all those guys that were down there at the time, they're all up in the main roster right now. They're mostly all on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go through an episode of Raw, and you're like, this is great, and it's all guys that were on NXT Black and Gold. Um right. You know, it's, you know, and, and I and I do like, you know, I do like, the, you know, what they've done with, with NXT now and bringing, bringing down guys to NXT to help out, you know, or just run story. Like, how about this one? How about Baron Corbin?
0: Right,
1: yeah. Baron Corbin, for the longest time, was, you know, he, he was on the main roster, but he wasn't really, I mean, he went through character after character. I mean, now they're actually building his character. You know, when he when he burned his stuff a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, burned all his past gimmicks. You know, I mean, I'm more in, in, interested in what Baron Corbin's going to do now in NXT than I was, you know, when he was Constable Corbin on, on Raw, you know, or... Happy Corbin with uh you know, with with JBL. So
0: I absolutely agree because it just seemed like he was going from gimmick to gimmick, you know, he was the constable yeah. and then he was the king and then he was the bum and then he was Happy Happy and then mm-hmm. he was barren with JBL, and then yeah. that didn't work, unfortunately. You know, so it yeah. was a lot of you know, start and stops, but that shows that they do have faith in him because He is a very good performer in his own right now. He's getting a different character where he's, uh, I guess the vignette now is he saw himself in the woods. Yes. You know? So now we'll see where that turns up. You know what I mean? But what I like about this regime, it's not like, oh, this didn't work. You're kind of like written off. You're done. You're done. Good day, sir. Like, all right, let's see like what works and let's see if we can push it. Perfect example. The Sami Zayn bloodline story. You know what i mean and even Sami Zayn said in an in interview with ariel hawani that he didn't notice like if you notice on tv he wasn't interacting with roman the second vince got out of creative he was shown more interacting with roman yeah you know what i mean so again it's one of those things where i reiterate that seeing pairings you wouldn't expect to work together work together Sammy Zayn is an NXT black and gold guy. He's a Triple H guy. Yeah, same yeah. thing with Kevin Owens. Remember, he yeah. was doing the paranoid Elias thing. Yeah. Or Ezekiel thing. And now he was the prize vibrator. And now he's kind yeah. of going back to that angry outburst thing. But at least they kind of explained it. And they were yes. also the relationships they had with Sammy and KO and Cody. Mm-hmm. You know, that they didn't just abandon that after WrestleMania. That's been yes. brought up. And that's another thing that I appreciate Triple H does. Because Triple H... Yeah is a fan of the business it's recalling past events yes you know yeah. and re- referencing the past when i feel like wwe sometimes when vince was in charge would do anything to get forget. away from that yes. past, you know and just like make you forget or create their own past like they were wwe rarely like i remember the biggest retcon was when uh edge and christian were friends and not brothers yes so that always and that always drew, drew me crazy
1: but I thought they were brothers, you know? Yeah. Oh, you know. He's my best friend.
0: And I'm like, oh, okay, he's like my brother. I'm like, oh, okay, that's how you got around it. Yes. I yes. I will say a big swing and a miss for the Triple H regime has been the women's division to a certain extent. Not for match quality, just okay. with the angles that are involved. Because with Bianca, I would like to see I would have liked to see Bianca having more of a story with her. Instead of the EST, she's the EST. Okay. And she was feuding with damage control for a while, and all the damage control feuds seem to be the same. You're outnumbered, and then mm-hmm. we'll even the odds. And with Bianca, it's more of—it's really hard to write that kind of John Cena as character without mm-hmm. showing the multifacets of that character, the struggles when you're supposed to be the best, you know, and so, when you're yeah.
1: No, I was and- I was just gonna say, you know, her original NXT character, she was she was a heel, yeah. And I, I, you know, I would have, I was hoping, you know, it seemed like they were gonna bring that back a couple weeks ago, and they still might, but uh, you know, heel Bianca in NXT when she was undefeated, mm-hmm. I loved her, you know, right. Um, I feel, you know, I I see, I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. um, and it's almost like Triple H and his regime. You know, they inherited this Bianca character, but it's not the character that they made in NXT, if that right. makes sense. You know, so it's kind of like they're they're now they're taking that clay and they're molding it a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'd just like to see a different edge because with mm-hmm. the like, I don't want her to end up and I, I like this person. I like Charlotte, but Charlotte is what's her character? She's, she's the queen. She's the queen. That's it she's like, the queen
1: she's the final she's the final boss in the video game basically
0: she's the final boss. like you can't dimensionize like that every storyline with charlotte involves the championship in some way shape or form yes which i wish wasn't the case because she's a dynamic performer on her own that she doesn't need to all eyes i need to be champion this sort of thing have her kind of struggle a little bit but it's hard when you're already the queen of the wwe you know what i mean
1: and you only get a certain amount of time for women's wrestling every week on TV. I, you know, would would do you feel that wrestling or the women's division in wrestling would be helped if they had an all women's show? You know, if they even if it was on the network, like hi, you have a network, use it where you have women from all three rosters could wrestle. You know, and, and they could build up their stories on an all women's show every week
0: it really depends on and and this is a cop out kind of answer but this is how i honestly feel on ratings because i'm not sure how the masses would treat an all women's wrestling show you know the there there were other things like uh, i think they're doing goo like they restarted women's of wrestling on tv okay it's not a part of wwe and i'm not sure of their ratings but it's they were kind of put in a tough position because, as you know, during the Vince regime, the the tag champs walked out, Naomi and Sasha. Yes. And then it's kind of like, all right, we got to rebuild the women's division, and we're trying to make these women's tag titles mean something. And I got to be honest, when you like throw two single stars together, and you're gonna be like, all right, they're a tag team now. You know, it's a tough sell. Tough sell. You know, and however.
1: I do love the Sonya and Chelsea pairing.
0: No, yeah, I absolutely yes. agree, and I think we're getting in that direction where we are going to have solid teams. Like we who do have the Sonya and Chelsea pairing. You had the okay. damage control pairing. You have Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance. Yes, you know. So I think slowly but surely, we might be seeing that tag team, that women's tag team division, a mm-hmm. little bit stronger. I'm holding out hope. Maybe that's on me.
1: I'm I'm going to I will add to the minus to the thumbs down though, you know. I think they dropped the ball when they brought up the NXT women's uh tag team champions. They had one match. They they their titles they lost their titles to to Ronda and to uh, Shayna. We haven't seen them since. No, yeah. You know, it's like they brought them up just to lose the titles. They could have they didn't need to bring them up. They could have had them lose the titles in NXT, you know. And
0: yeah, and then Ronda and Shayna lost I think a week or two later. Yeah, they've lost each other. They lost each other and they lost the titles a week or yeah. two later. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it didn't really do anybody any good. You know unless, what I mean? Unless
1: the whole purpose was to combine the titles and get rid of, you know, and, and make less titles.
0: but Which isn't always a bad thing.
1: Yeah. You know, although, you know, I mean, I mean, if they're going to actually have the women's tag team champions go to every show, and then I, I do want actually you know it, it seems like, you know they've I, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times that the women's tag team champions showed up on NXT. Mm-hmm. You know I do remember Nia and Shayna, down there uh, in a match with um with with Dakota and Raquel.
0: And now with more crossover between the main roster and NXT, yes, I think it's a really like good that. move. Yeah, I I think it's a really good move, mostly because, one the contract TV contract negotiations are coming up anyway. You want to yes. make sure you get your stars on that show. And also you want to get them to rub elbows with the future in yeah. some way, sh- shape or form.
1: I and like that obviously- on Friday night when they were in Orlando and they, they had, uh,
0: the NXT characters on there. Yeah. And just a nice little cameo. Like you had yes. that, you had uh Shawn Michaels appear, it's, you All know, yeah. kind of things kind of tying everything, trying to make sense of everything, even though you had a raw superstar defend an NXT championship on smackdown
1: (laughs) (laughs) and the last time a raw super or smackdown superstar sorry won an nxt championship uh he he was not an nxt wrestler was solo and he wasn't allowed to hold that title he had to give it back
0: yeah so again it's like things have changed yeah rules have changed it's one of those kind of again they make their own rules they can do what they want they sure they sure can yeah but another thing that could be a con, but it's kind of a pro in some ways. Triple H is a very big NWA guy, as we know. Mm-hmm. And how he booked NXT Black and Gold. If you noticed, his primary champions were pretty much heels, if you think about it. You yeah. champa you had Samoa Joe, you had Adam Cole. Babe. You had Chana Baszler, you had Asuka who was kind of like flip-flopping back and forth mm-hmm. between face and heel.
1: I think the biggest face champions they had was Finn and Shinsuke.
0: Yeah, and but all the other babyfaces who had tremendous arcs in NXT, like Sami Zayn and Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. once they won the title, they didn't hold it for that long. Correct. You know what I mean? So that's my only thing, that WWE now is seeming more like an NWA product with the bad guy always holding the top championship or championship in general. And you got to fight that underneath babyface, which is easier to do, which is why I think with Bianca, it was more of a challenge because once you fend off one bad guy, you have to c- kind of create the other bad guy. Yes. Because if you remember Bianca's problem was there was a lack of women to fight. Like she fought off all damage control. Then I think they had to turn Alexa bliss mm-hmm. and then, uh, they, you had to turn oscar too you know what i mean so it was a bunch of things that didn't really work out in our favor with that and i think with triple h my only concern is is there going to be enough of a bad guy contingent once we get that crowning moment of the next babyface championship who beats roman reigns whoever that may be
1: money's in the chase rich the mm-hmm. money's in the chase i agree it's, you know pe- people pay to to watch the chase that, you know, Mm um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and I agree, you know, you know, part, you know, part of me wonders if Roman or when Roman doesn't lose that championship, how, you know, how long till he wins it back (laughs) or, you know, um, if
0: he wins it back,
1: I mean, I think a good barometer to look at is Seth Rollins. I mean, is this going to be a long run for him or is this going to be a quick run?
0: Mm-hmm. Is Finn- how, how has Seth Rollins, in your opinion, have has been as world champion?
1: I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm still getting used to that as a world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him as a champion. Um, I like the quality of matches. I like the quality of opponents. I love the fact that this is giving an opportunity for a guy like Finn Balor to be in the main event. Um, I like, you know, I like the story between the two of them. I love the matches with the two of them. I love the backstage interactions. I love the judgment day beating up on Seth and making him, you know, vulnerable. Um, you know, again, I'm still, to me, you know, I sometimes have to look at, the, you know, look down and, and make sure, you know, wait, we're, okay. World champion, you know, um, cause you know, it's, it, you know, it's still a new title to me, um. But at on the other hand he's he was you know a perfect person to be that first champion and set the bar.
0: Do you think it hurt that he didn't have an official babyface turn?
1: You mean that he basically his turn basically just came from people singing his song?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean do you
1: really need though? I mean it's do we really need, need him to have an actual babyface I it, you know I mean one minute he was he, he was in the ring feuding with Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. uh, I think we're supposed to forget that he injured quote unquote air quotes he injured Cody Rhodes the night on night after the hell in the cell on raw
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know and it, maybe we're supposed to forget that but he went from being very hated to all of a sudden by the end of the summer you know after his feudal riddle um, by the time we got to September yeah I, I hear you he was he was popular because people love singing a song but I mean also the people that had him in the ring with at that point stopped being, you know, the 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 faces and they started putting him in there with the heels. So I think it was right I think is I mean it, his unofficial official turn was probably when he started going in there with a uh, with Austin theory for the US title.
0: Right? right? Because um, yeah, that that was that was, after, that,
1: that was after SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, that was around the fall, I believe. Because yeah. If you look at it, Rollins beat Bobby Lashley after he got attacked by Brock, and that's yes. how Rollins won the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, after he lost to Austin Theory, people began cheering him, which I th- felt was like a little bizarre just because of the theme song. you know. And yes. I, it's one of those things where I'm concerned that people might look at him as a number two rather than a number one on the brand, especially when yes. you have the same brand as Cody, who is obviously in that John He's Cena-like just, yeah. position.
1: He's, he's he's the guy on that show yes
0: which is but i like
1: i do like that he was not you know cody was, i i do like the fact that cody wasn't just handed that title because mm-hmm. you know you give cody that championship or sorry cody wins that championship mm-hmm. and it's immediately looked at as a second championship because he couldn't beat roman so you know i i like the fact that they haven't really put him in that in that championship zone you know they did I briefly they
0: might, i think they might for, they did uh, briefly. They did briefly. Yeah.
1: And then Brock came down.
0: Yeah. And I, I think Cody and Seth, they're going to face off probably later this year. At where some Seth, point. Seth will get his win back. Sure. You know, Without a doubt. Which I, I believe is the plan. I, again, we're not on the inside. We're just making no. guesses from being guesses. wrestling fans from years and years and years.
1: Do you think war they go with uh, War Games again? Or do you think they go back to brand versus brand champions versus champions at Survivor Series?
0: Uh, I can see them go either way. I would like it if they incorporated the two, have like a nice yeah. meeting of the minds, maybe like the winner of war games, if it's a SmackDown Raw kind of deal, wins like, uh, like the last entry in the Rumble or something like that, you know? And that's another thing that I appreciate Triple H did during this era. Now we don't have pay-per-views named after match types. Yes. So, you know, so it's like, oh, it's October and we must have TLC. Oh, it's September. Yes. We have to have Hell in a Cell. You know what I mean? Yes. now it's more nuanced of having Hell in a Cell when it feels like we need a Hell in a Cell. Correct. So I really do appreciate that Triple H now is making Hell in a Cell and match types mean more. Because it's not just a convenient, oh, it's TLC, so this has to be a tables match. You know? So I do appreciate that point. But do I see them going back to the brand supremacy thing? I mean it's possible it just depends how they do it because how many times are we going to see one show invade another show in order to cause conflict and why are they invading the other show for just for bragging rights we already had a bragging rights pay-per-view and that didn't really turn out that well that's true you know what I mean so it you know it is what it is I, i'll be open to it as long as it's creative enough and in my opinion
1: as long as you know as long as it's not a raw versus smackdown hell in the cell
0: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah or rubber smackdown war games because there's no need you know you don't need have a need for a war games for just guys that are in there because of their brand
0: another questionable uh creative move by triple h is Reign of uh rain is remember the world heavyweight title tournament featured both people from Raw and smackdown when it was mm -hmm. supposed to be a raw title
1: well yes but if they won they would then become raw 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 uh champion and they'd be on the know, raw it's, show
0: it's just i don't know that was just kind of weird to me
1: i don't think it was you know explained that much but my the way i interpret it was you know anybody who went to this tournament if you win you're going to raw with you with the championship and then when yeah. if you lose a championship you'll go back to smackdown
0: i just wish it was uh explained clear I, I think that's my only like complaint but uh, play michael going, cole it's michael yeah. cole's fault well, well I, but hey let's give props <laughs> now michael cole on commentary sounds like he wants to be there
1: yes <laughs> you know I mean?
0: he's very excited uh, oh when mike also, what about when michael
1: cole starts throwing out other other wrestling organizations on yeah. tv like new japan
0: yeah like new japan like pwg or something mm-hmm. and then uh progress he he name dropped and another thing is now we're back to two-person announce booth yes mm-hmm. which is thankful for my ears and there hasn't been, been a nearly enough camera cuts on my show so i don't get sick from kevin dunn hitting the <laughs> camera cut button after somebody gave someone a snapmare, so I'm yes. very grateful that I'm not like getting good point. Good point. While watching Raw or SmackDown,
1: good point. Good point.
0: But uh, what would you say was Triple H's biggest pro since his taking over as creative?
1: Biggest pro, I, you know. I think I think the storytelling. You know, I think the storytelling is. You know, you have longer storytelling. It's not just you know, feuds for the week that, you know, and they're done by the following week. I Mm -hmm. think, I think we have long-term storytelling again. Um, it's, which leads to more creativity.
0: What would you say is, would have been your favorite stories that happened during this time?
1: Uh, in the last year? Um, I mean, the bloodline story is probably, is definitely number one.
0: Agreed. Uh,
1: Um, I love it again. I mean, Monday nights, I can't wait to see what the judgment day is doing. Um, you know, I do like uh, you know other with other things too. Um, big fan of um with, with um this lost my train of thought. Big fan of what with, with like with Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens. You know, as uh you know with, with their interworkings with him as as Kevin goes crazy every week and you know, Sammy's calming him down. You know, but then I you know again they're taking on tag teams on both programs. I like that. Um, I like I like with the women, um, I like how the women have, um, you know. And I know you said it was a negative, but you know, to me, um, there there are women now that are that are being shown that were not shown a year ago. You know, um, I mean, look at Chelsea Green; she was released and she, now she's back. You know, with a character.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, I I love that. You know, yeah. so you know, and which goes back to what you were saying before, with you know. You know they're not if they if they have something for you they're using you if they don't you know
0: they're not just throwing you on TV. Um, there's like a reason, like a backstage segment that yes. happened. That hey, this is why this match is happening.
1: And you we're also I mean? not you know we're when, when, you know we 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 had to say RIP to the twenty four seven championship,
0: but I think that's uh that's okay. I think that's for the better. Yeah, know? I think so. Not for our truth though.
1: <laughs> no, I I can't wait for our truth to come back. He's you know, yeah. you know. I miss him. And
0: with the with the woman, my again, my only concern is with Ria. There's a limited talent pool for who can she works with cuz when your first defense is with Natalia because everybody else is busy and Natalia hasn't really been featured, then it I get start to get a little concerned, but again, Ria's just kind of making everything work as she does but I would like to see her having some solo program except, but not being the side piece of the judgment day and their yes. stories. You know, that's my only concern. Same thing with Charlotte and Bianca being a little bit too stagnant, but with the addition of Osco and with the addition of EO and that money in the bank briefcase mm-hmm. and Bailey, it really is refreshing. Another side story is, and with he, Shotzi too. You yeah.
1: Know. He got shot shot that he got the Shotzi story thrown in, you know, Shotzi cutting her hair off. Yeah. You know? great story yeah, although I
0: did in solidarity with her sister who has cancer which is yes fantastic. I, mean, I actually read did. somebody's uh somebody's blamed you uh, know it was a really stupid tweet like somebody blamed Vince McMahon for the awful creative direction and I'm just like dude, dude she, it's like she wanted your to mind incorporate on, that, yeah if, if your mind's on Vince that much about like every silly idea that happens yes. in WWE because Triple H could have some silly ideas too you know yeah so, I mean, hey, listen. You know, I you know, see we I, had no way, Jose. You know what yeah, I mean? Ah, so, uh, dude,
1: a great guy though. No way, Jose. Oh,
0: no, yeah, a wonderful person. But it's just like once you get no way, Jose. What else you got?
1: Yeah, I would yeah, like I think,
0: to see them develop no way, Jose.
1: I don't even think he's. I mean, I, I don't even know where he is right now. He didn't even make his way to AEW, so uh, mm-hmm. you know who not knows? Right. Maybe he's, he's resting under a mask somewhere.
0: Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, maybe he'll hopefully. come. Yeah. Maybe he'll
1: come back. Maybe Carlito, when he makes it back, will uh, yeah. we bring him maybe,
0: in. Maybe uh, he'll team with Juan Cena when he gets back.
1: Juan Cena, yes.
0: Yeah. All right, Seth. Final thoughts on the Triple H era. What do you think about it? And are you hopeful for WWE? Like, are you as excited as WWE as you were when you were a kid, or what's your excitement yes. level? I
1: I, you know, and I've always been a solid WWE guy. We, you know, this about me. Um, but I gotta tell you, I mean, I'm back. I'm I'm more invested in the stories now uh for the first time in a long time i'm not just watching it to watch it um you know i'm excited i think the excitement level you could see in the crowd too. the excitement level is there i mean these shows the garden show was was you know the, the level the, the, it's like level of excitement i mean I remember, you know you you know you, you you could turn on shows you know at one point a year ago and they were piping in the crowd noise you know right. they're not doing that anymore you know um i mean the crowds are into it um the matches are great the, the product is great uh you know it you know they're they're selling out and it's the way it should be so i think uh, you know i'm giving triple a you know a uh, triple a, triple h sorry a triple a rating for Ooh, for uh today
0: high rating you know i, I wouldn't give him a similar rating i think he's done a very good job a eh? you know a mm-hmm. lot of things where it's just like uh, I'm not sure about that then you let it play out then I'm like okay I wasn't as like the whole L and eight situation I know everyone's kind of up in arms but it's like let it play they, out I don't, I don't think they're deaf I think they know what they have and then we'll go on from there but yeah. anyways Seth always a pleasure having you on the show uh,
1: Richie thanks for having me again it's my pleasure I can't wait to become a four-time uh, pr- visitor
0: I'm sure you'll be there right after uh, SummerSlam to tell us your live experience on SummerSlam. I, I would love to
1: do it. Be a good right. time.
0: Again, you could always follow the show at Retold Richie Mars on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I had a very infamous TikTok that went a little bit rustling viral about Jimmy turning on Jay. You could watch that and why reasons why. Hopefully, it doesn't happen, but the, that's my theory. So. We'll see you again next time. Same place, same channel, TTFN top top for now. Seth, would you like to give parting words to the audience?
1: Always a pleasure being part of the, uh, the podcast, Richie. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank the uh, listeners, uh, for the, the handful that, that tune in for me. I appreciate it. Uh, but I'm sure they're here for you. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, thanks for having me on again. It's a blast. I love, I love coming on and, and hanging out with you guys. All
0: right, well, thank you so much. All right. See you guys next time.